Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Hope you're having a great week, man. And I appreciate y'all being here, dude. We have a legendary guest on the show today. Someone who is fucking hustler, boy. Before I introduce this guest, I just gotta say, this Friday, I will be in Denver at Mission Ballroom with Ocon Takeover, playing a lot of new music, premiering a lot of new music. I'm actually bringing some performers out to perform some new music with me. Very excited for that show. And then the next day, I will be in Rochester at Photo City Music Hall. Uh, I cannot wait for this weekend. So excited. So much music to be played. So much fun to be had. If y'all see me in the crowd, you see me anywhere, come say what's up, man. I'd love to meet you. Love to holler at you, man. Let's have a good time. Also, just got to say, no podcast episode next Thursday. It's Thanksgiving next Thursday, but... Stuff Me Volume 3 drops next Thursday. So I will see y'all back at the podcast the following week of Thanksgiving. And I hope y'all have a great Thanksgiving. And also, I hope y'all go check out Stuff Me Volume 3. Tell everybody, man, and, you know, share it. I'd appreciate that. But my guest today is a fucking legendary hustler of a man. He owns 515 Alive Music Festival, Cosmic Kingdom Music Festival, and operates Wakan Music Festival. I got to sit down with the owner of festivals on the show today, man. It's not every day I get to do this. And man, he was great. Very open about talking about everything from the politics of throwing a music festival. You know, the local government, things you got to do to sustaining it. You know, that's something we haven't really gotten into on the show with festival owners. So really glad we got to do this, man. And not only is this guy owns and operates festivals, he also owns his own hydration company, hydration pack company. So cool, dude. This guy is a fucking hustler, man. I'm a firm believer that you get what you give. And this guy seems like he gives it at all. So if you're into just hearing about somebody, do it all and then some, man, this is episode four and I'm fired up about it. Uh, I'm going to let it get into it, though. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dan Green. But how you doing today, dude? I'm good, man. Just and you know, kind of getting close to the end of the week and starting to feel a little, uh, a little more chill. Just shit never slowed down ever. It usually does this time of year, and it just didn't. Yeah, for shows. I mean, I know you're a busy guy. Like this was gonna be a fun episode just because you're an interesting human being. Does a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah, shows and. Um, you know, I, I just got a bunch of other shit going on. You, usually after my last festival, which is generally around, well, I guess now it's Wakan, but, you know, my October, November, December is usually me sitting at home, chilling, um, just working on emails, which I guess that is what I've been doing. Mm. But it's been like, man, I've still been working like 10 hours a day and just grinding. Trying, I'm trying to get ahead of myself. I have another, I'm doing another festival next year too. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. Damn, yeah. For for the people who don't know the name Dan Green or what you do, flex on them real quick. Let them tell everybody what like, you know, what's your repertoire, do what you got and what you do. For sure. So, I've been doing shows and festivals for a decade now. Um, the shows that I the, the festivals that I own and operate are Cosmic Kingdom and 515 Alive and then I'm the director of Wakan Music Festival. 
Um, and then I run my local production company, Subconscious Productions, do shows all year round. Had your cute ass out last year in Iowa mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. Um, or what? Shit, that was two, two, two years ago. Two yeah. and a half years ago now. Yeah, everything's all weird. But, we had we had one uh, more weekend after that show. Oh, really? We yeah. had one more weekend until everything went to hell. Yeah. So, and then I, um, outside of that, I have all this shit behind me is my hydration fat company, Elevated Life. Um, yeah. So concert shows, festivals, backpacks. Yeah. Dude, I found out about the backpacks today, you know, trying, oh, yeah? trying to, trying to be a little bit more prepared. I don't know if you yeah. can tell just by looking at me. I'm a guy who likes to prepare for shit. All right. You know? Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, you sound like you're just a fucking hustler. Dude, I have been forever. Like when I was like ten years old, I was like listing snowboards on eBay and shit with my webcam, taking pics, and I mean, yeah, forever. It's just kind of ingrained in me. That's killer, man. And you do it in a weird spot of the country too. Like, it, is, that, is that what it is? Yeah, I it feel is like it is, man. Out there in Iowa, it, it is. Yeah, I, I've said it multiple times before. Like, there's really no reason we should have two festivals here. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't make much sense. Hell um, yeah. but, you know, it kind of makes sense just because we're like, we're so centralized to, you know, we're we're three to five hours from St. Louis, Minneapolis, Chicago, Kansas City, Omaha. Like, we, we do kind of have a benefit there. And we're on like a perfect route of um, Interstate 80 and 35. So, like, everyone comes through us, you know, whereas like, you know, maybe Montana, it's not like the most direct route. Um, so, it, it works, you know, and um, it, but it is a weird place to have like bass music and electronic music like well, it's, it's just, not yeah it's just not where you would think man it's not where you would right. think it would be at but it's kick-ass yeah. dude every time i've been you know i think every time i've been to iowa it's been a, a an event that you're throwing and yeah. uh i've always had a blast man they've always gone really great yeah man iowa parties and iowa iowa just loves bass music like i i think that's because you know when when i started doing this there was there's a couple other promoters but there's you know the main promoter that's promotes everything and he was doing some electronic shows and i kind of stepped in um and that's really all i've thrown is just bass shows for 10 years you know and so i guess i've spoon fed these kids uh kind of what i liked and built something i don't know it, it is wild it's crazy so you're a genuine fan of the shit yeah i mean that's how i started i mean i was going to shows when I was like 14, you know, two, one to two shows a week, just every week, just like super a part of my uh, local scene. Um, you know, the, the pop punk days, the scene days, you know, the tight shirt, skinny jeans. Yeah, and dude, I could see you with, I could see, I could oh, see your hair down there, dude. I had it, dude. I only had one eye for a while, oh, you know, bro, just the, the, you just, some, you were just a fucking emotional pirate, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, but then, you know, grew into uh, the hardcore and heavy metal scene. And that was like my late teens. And then um, someone showed me uh, he who should not be named bass nectar um, in like my early 20s and started going to shows, started DJing myself out there and kind of turned into just throwing my own events, worked at a venue, started throwing events there and snowballed. Yeah, that's killer, man. So going from which festival has been going on longer, 515 or Cosmic? Five one five. So five one five alive. You said how many years I've been doing five one five alive? God. So I think it's been. I think the next installment I think will be the eighteenth. But you know, obviously I didn't start this when I was sixteen. Um, or shit, earlier than that. Um, 
it so i i actually like purchased the rights to do this festival when i was 24 um and so i've been doing it for it's it's so weird because of covid we didn't do it this year either we didn't do it in 2021 or 2022 so i think i've done seven seven or eight that's killer man Uh, yeah and it started really small it was like a when i took it over it was a one-day block party it was like locals 20 bucks you know did 2500 people 3000 people and when i took it over um we started adding some headliners we had we had the east side boys not little john we just had the east side boys <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> you know and uh, probably got him on the low without little john too <laughs> yeah, yeah they made it they made a video and he was like in the in his backyard with like a gas tank that was like his thing he like drank out of a gas tank and he like gave us a little hype video and you know, at the time I was like, this is sick, you know, like, fuck yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, we grew that into a two day fest that, you know, does 12,000 a day. And we've had, you know, Elenium, Future, Nectar, Excision, Grizz, you, you know, Wiz, you name it. Yeah. So it's 515 the Live, the one that you're throwing some rappers on there too. Yeah. That's the one that we do hip hop. Um, and it's, it's still a majority EDM, but, it started as like a hip, it started as like an urban festival, you know, DJing, break dancing, hip hop. So we kind of always tried to keep that alive in it. Um, and it, it's, it's weird doing it like that, but it's, it's a city festival in Des Moines and it just, it makes sense for here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how hard is it to get like fucking throw in a festival in a city? just sounds like you have to talk to a lot of people and get a lot of things okay and i know you probably have a a big team that helps but it just seems like a lot of fucking work like do you have like personal relationships with like the local mayor like what's that like with like with the politics of it yeah kind i mean we're so there's a couple other festivals here we're totally the black sheep like we we used to be downtown and at a certain point like downtown proper in a park and at a certain point they were just like this is just like too much it's too big it's gotten too wild it's loud like well, they were nice about it they're like we'll help you find somewhere else oh, that's dope that's but dope. like but like we we just it doesn't make sense here and they were right i mean you know we couldn't have even scaled to where we got at that park downtown i drive by it every once in a while and was like holy shit that's, it seems so small you know we had zed's dead one year there i think we did six or seven thousand people and it was like that was that was it that was the max yeah they're probably so, like, oh, let's get these fucking books out of here dude <laughs> for real yeah and so we moved it um and yeah so you know we have relations with all you know the city manager and the local police and fire but i i just i i wouldn't say this if i thought they would see your your show which what bro you don't think they watch this no offense. <laughs> i don't they- i don't know if they'll catch this one um <laughs> But uh, they, yeah, they don't they don't love us. I'll put it that way. They don't they don't hate us either. Like they're not trying to kick us out of Des Moines by any means. But it is certainly interesting. I mean, there's a lot of restrictions. You got decibel limits, and you know, depends on the year. Sometimes uh, there's someone actually out there reading the decibel limits, and sometimes there's not. I mean, we had we had, so we had nectar one year, and after that, it was they they started taking readings. Yeah, right. I imagine so, man. He's probably throwing throwing it as loud as possible oh dude it's brutal yeah yeah that's crazy you know that's something that a lot of people don't think about is like the politics that go into throwing a festival are you at like these local like town meetings or halls and introducing um, yourself i've been to them yeah i yeah. i hate doing it but like you got to do it yeah know? um 
I, I, the only time I hate doing it is actually is with 515 because we've become such a black sheep, right? It's like, I, I don't mind interfacing with people, with talking with, you know, city officials. That's all good. But um, I just sit at this table with like, you know, 15 people and they're just like all staring at me like you're, you're a punk, like you know? And so, yeah, we have to do it. It's part of the gig, but uh, it's my least favorite part of the gig, I would say. I'm at, do you have to do stuff like that with Cosmic Tingenum too? We, we fly that one under the radar pretty good. So we don't have to, well, we pull a permit from Des Moines, but it's on private property. Uh, shout out to Rick with Sleepy Hollow. He's the absolute man. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, it just, yeah, I mean, it's not that big. You know, it's like 3,500 people. It just, it, it totally flies under the radar. We, it's nice because that property right down the middle is uh, Des Moines and then a different city. So we use like all the, cops and paramedics and everything from the other city um and they're super cool yeah man i i, I know uh you know even, I, I don't know if i ever ran into any police officers while i was out there at cosmic i know i know they were on ground but just where i was at i didn't see any but i know like the security were cool dude the fucking knights were so yeah, cool dude, dude. they they're that insane yeah well they kept they i forget who was it that asked me they're like hey man uh would you be cool with them coming on stage for your set? I'm like, bring them, yeah, bring them, yeah. bro. I fucking, I was so hyped about that. I watched them duel. You know, they didn't fight; they dueled. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, they dueled. That yeah. shit was fucking awesome. I, still, I mean, that's real. Like, I still have one of the guys, shit. one of the main guys. He still fucking DMs me, and like he wants to do like a music video and shit with me. That's it's fucking like he wants to get the whole crew together and just do a fight music video with me. I'm like, let's yeah. fucking do it, dude. You know what? I, this this is the first year I didn't even see it. I don't even know what happened at Cosmic this year. Like we, first, it was like it's the first dude. one back for you, bro. You was partying, huh? <laughs> I know. Okay, like that. Word, 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 word. I mean, I had a couple claws. Okay, word. Know? Um, but, um, dude, it's like, it's such, it's hard to explain what you go through mentally running one of those things. Um, and plus it was like a hundred degrees every day of setup. Like by Saturday, I literally called the medics into my RV. I was like, I think something might be wrong. My heart feels weird. And they're like, you need to chill for like two hours. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Like running that shit's wild. Dude, it was hot as fuck too, at the festival. Way so, too hot. Let me ask you this, man, because I've always wanted to ask, you know, I've always wondered why, why at this time of the year? Okay. Maybe not like, why not like a, like a, you know, late September, early October type of vibe? Like, is it, cause it's going to well, feel a little different outside. You know what I mean? I've always yeah. wondered what's your thought process it, going it, into that? It has to do with other festivals, right? Like, mm, yeah, that's, that's like the main thing. Like to even find a weekend that there's not a competing festival is difficult. And actually we're normally in uh, the last week of May. That was only because of COVID. But, yeah, I mean, it's not much better than either. You know, like, uh, one year it was beautiful. One year it was, like, really low 80s and, like, high 70s every day. Hell yeah. This was literally 100 fucking degrees. Like, it was fucked up. Oh, yeah, I ended up DJing in my underwear. Did you? Yeah, I don't know if you saw. I I, I was wearing, like, I was I was supposed to be Link. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I, I was the only DJ who dressed up. Yeah, we maybe we should make that more of a, like, more known, like, you know, put on, put on your renaissance best. Dude, I, I literally did two Halloween festivals this year. I was the only DJ who dressed up on both the festivals. I'm like, what is going on here, y'all? For Halloween fest? Yes, bro. Like, why are these DJs so hard? They got to just wear all black all the time, dude. dude. That's wild. But uh, yeah, I was yeah, Link. I, I, go ahead. Yeah, it looked great. No, it looked great. I was Link, bro, but then my fucking, I was getting hot, so I just de took my pants off, and then I looked like fucking Peter Pan. <laughs> 
Actually, I think when I first saw you, I think that's what I was wondering. I was like, are you some like little magical wood creature, like wooden creature, or like what's going on there? No, bro. I was supposed to be Link, and I was supposed to be one of the knights, man. I was trying to, I was trying to fit in, dude. So that festival, like, almost didn't happen. Damn. Uh, and and maybe I'm over exaggerating it, but we lo- we lost power on the entire property three three hours before doors. Everything. It like so we were just standing there. I was in my RV on my computer. And someone got on the radio and was like, hey, I just lost power. Can we send the electrician over? And I was just like letting them do their thing. And I was like, wait, my AC turned off too. And I went outside and a bunch of people came running up to me like, we don't have power. A tree went down a couple blocks away. There, I mean, there wasn't a plug on this property that had power. Oh. So I was calling every generator company in town because that, that place is nice because there's a lot of infrastructure there, you know? So we run, you know, the two bigger stages are on generators, but... So we could have had the festival, I suppose, but you know, yeah, you're RV, just being a little, you're being a little dramatic. Being okay. dramatic, but but when you know when I'm in that moment, like, yeah, I'm like sure it's oh, a lot. Because you, you got all those RV campers, you got the after parties, you got the other stage. I mean, you need power in more than just the two stages to make things work. Oh yeah. Um, and it came on ten minutes before doors open, and we got doors open on time. It was like that was insane. How did how did that happen? Just an electrician came and was just the hero. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, yeah, a tree went down the line and they just fixed it quick. Like, I did you know that was that was pretty stressful. Whoever fixed that shit, you better send my damn basket. You know what I mean? I know, dude. <laughs> so, God. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That was, and we actually lost our main stage sound system uh, the day before loading too. Dang. So, what do you mean one, lost that, it? Like, just just like, what do you mean lost it? Well, my my dude that does it and he's great one of the best companies for sound he just he got gear back late from another event and he was loading in the truck yeah or he was get testing it's loading the truck and he called me early on wednesday for a thursday load and was like hey three of our subs are are blown it seems like but we you know last year we only had six now we have 10 so we're down to seven and i was like okay like we'll make it work maybe we'll try to find some other ones at 11 30 p.m on wednesday he calls me and says actually seven of them are blown so we got on the phone with the hennessy guys at one in the morning conference call with like three people across the country and put together a hennessy rig and they were there at 10 in the morning that's killer man i will say dude the sound i remember being in the crowd i watched some yeti i watched some rusco watched some liquid man that sound system was bumping dude i remember saying it like i remember a lot of my people everybody i was with was commenting on like dude the fucking sound system out here is incredible yeah it, yeah it, it, those are the hennessy boys i mean okay so we usually use we usually use functions in those you know it, so they're all way, great yeah they're like, all great yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah it was dude like it was aggressive yeah like, i loved it, it was, okay, yeah it was awesome felt that shit in my asshole boy but yeah <laughs> the, uh yeah that's cool i didn't know i didn't know that was hennessy's because i had never dj'd on hennessy's i i literally did stand up standing on fucking hennessy systems oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so i was like cool now I, now I didn't i didn't think i've ever had dj'd on some so now i know i did that man yeah they're powerful speakers for fucking sure. a dude so 515 you bought the rights out for that one is is yep. cosmic kingdom is that your baby yeah, we started that. So we, it actually started as a festival called Cosmos, which in its really early days was just like a shit show thrown together, like put some stage deck up, put like a table on there and some speakers and like have 400 kids out. And then we did it a little bigger, more proper in maybe 2016. And then we, uh, my, one of my partners, Brendan, he owns a bar and restaurant downtown. One of his regulars owns Sleepy Hollow. 
and it, it just got brought up like doing a show there because he always wanted to do it there and we went and toured it with him and mind you this guy is like he was probably like 58 at that time and we toured the property and we were just standing there at the edge like i just want to throw a big ass rave here and we're like fucking awesome dude like yeah you got it man and yeah so we started doing it there so this was the third one we've done there and it's yeah it's like the most badass place you could ask for dude it's so sick man just the the whole vibe the theme of it was just the knights fighting really made it for me dude i'm fucking drunk watching them just like yes (laughs) dude everyone's screaming I heard people were betting on it this year, one of the days. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I lost my fucking shoe, bro. <laughs> you lost your shoe? Yeah, I bet my shoe. Yeah, well, if you got nothing else, sometimes you got to start doing that. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so third, the third year at Cosmic, this is, did that, if, it's fucking taking a jump then. Like, what, what, what was year one like as far as attendance was? was? Uh, shit, probably like 1,500 people. Yeah, it's, it definitely has. It's it's gone to like fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred, like roughly thirty five hundred. Yeah, uh, that was one thing I really loved about it while I was out there. I was just like, dude, this isn't like a overcrowded festival by any right. means. It was right. like, I, I don't know how much more we could do there, though. Right? No, uh, I, I, I totally get that. I, I have I wouldn't yeah. know how much more y'all could either, just the way how right. it, how it was set up at least. But I remember saying that to myself too. It's just that was one of the cooler festivals I. Been to and played. I'm gonna be real, Thank just you. because. I appreciate because that. It, and it, it, it was the whole thing. It was the nights. It was the sound. It was like the theme of it, but also like it, like it wasn't overcrowded, but yet the lineup was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So that was one thing I really liked about yeah, it. Dude. it. Yeah, we, I, I love that festival. That's that's my favorite. Well, I don't know. Wakanda's pretty awesome too. Yeah. So how oh, getting unstable? Connection. Yeah, it's 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 working on it. Okay, but I mean, it's you're still fine, so we can continue this conversation. Um, no. so yeah, your relationship with the Wakan Festival. Were you in that year one? Like, what, what, what exactly is your role in that? I think you said director or whatever, but what does that entail? Yeah, I'm the director, so I run the ship. Like, that's it, you know, I do everything. I'm, I'm, I guess I, I guess you could say I'm the top in charge. Okay, and I, you know, I work with Wayon and Loper on it. Um, and yeah, dude, they just called me in 2018 at kind of out of the blue you know i worked with loper on like liquid stranger shows and shit for his acts um and he's like hey we want you to come down here and talk about this festival we're trying to throw and uh like we need you to come down pretty quick and i i was in san francisco one weekend and i literally flew home rented a car and drove down to oklahoma that same night to meet with them and um yeah, you know, they just, they're like, we just want someone that's like Midwest based and wants someone that knows what they're doing. I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, there's not a lot of people that throw electronic festivals. Like, there's really only a handful. So, you know, they chose me and it was fucking awesome. It, it actually went way better than any of us could have ever imagined. And, yeah, it was it was super cool. I love that festival. Yeah, it was kick ass, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and pitch something at you since you since you with the Wakan crew for the festival, right. okay? So you know, I obviously had the stand up thing last year, right? Or the year yeah. that they did it. It was early mm-hmm. morning, which was great, great times. There was nothing else going on. I want to pitch a whole hour of stand up. I'm not doing a whole hour. I'm doing 30 minutes, but I can bring comedian friends. And it would be a sh- full comedic show. We can do it morning oh, wow. time, or we can do it late night, or both. Who fucking knows? Pitching it, let it marinate, dude. Something I've been dude, thinking about. I'm about it. I'll bring it to the boys for sure. They'll, yeah. they'll love it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I know, I know Waylon loves you. 
I don't does does Loper love you? Well, he's my manager. I would hope so. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then yeah. I would hope <laughs> I'd hope he loves me. It's hard to tell with that son of a bitch at times, though, yeah. dude. He's so yeah. hard. He's so yeah. hard at every moment, man. I have, to, I have to bring my A game when I'm around him as far as jokes goes because if I make him laugh, I know it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of an intimidating dude. Yeah. I'm so, sure that I'm sure he would appreciate me saying that, actually. No, yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, he probably, he's probably fucking hard right now as soon as you hear yeah. that. But, yeah, um, no, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope he loved me, but we'll see. We, we, who knows? Who knows? For real. <laughs> no, I, I love that idea, though. I do. Yeah, dude, I'm going to pitch it to you then, man. So talk about it. With how, how was it? How was the the the, the uh, stand up set? Dude, it was fucking awesome, man. It was great. Everyone was like rolling out of bed. Some people hadn't been to bed. It's like it was yeah. it was perfect because there was no other. There was nothing else going on. Like I did stand up at Forbidden Kingdom too, and oh, everything nice. was going on, and it was just oh, yeah. not an ideal place to do stand up <laughs> comedy. It was, right. you know, I'm like doing a joke, and it's like you know the punchlines like so I fucked this kid right like it's a joke, but then there's people like thousands in the back walking like what the fuck is this guy saying like you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah that's probably not that's probably not right yeah it wasn't so it uh wasn't ideal but it still was good it still was good there yeah oh, but yeah. speaking of the you know I wanted to bring that Forbidden Kingdom Cosmic Kingdom bro y'all gonna go to war you ever thought about just hitting these people up doing a drop like what you never you know Dude, they were after us really that's all I'm gonna say but to be fair I mean you know. Some people have talked about Middlelands, you know, that was before us. Um, but like I said, this was kind of just like a, a weird situation that came up. We weren't looking for a new home uh, and we just found it and went there. And, you know, the festival is called Cosmos. So we came up with Cosmic Kingdom mm -hmm. and it just, you know. It made sense, but yeah, if they want to go to war, we'll go to war. Oh, fuck it, bro. If y'all go to war, then Zed and Zed's dads are about to go at it, dude. Yeah, Fucking dude. Smith and Kill Smith are going to go at it, dude. So, why not? Fuck yeah. yeah There's so, got to be another Taboo, right? Uh, So the DJ for the Black Eyed Peas is DJ Taboo with an A. Dude, I bet you could take him. Oh, uh, bro. No. No, he's, he's a pretty he's a pretty big guy. He's like on this big, like... uh. You know, last time I checked in on him, which was a couple years ago, he was like on this big, like, um, pretty much missionary tour in a way. Oh, gotcha. So, so if I was going to fight him, he would be fighting with the power of God. I'd have a little bit, but he'd have a lot. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Got a fear. Yeah. He, does he spell with an A? Yeah. That's why I have the V. Oh. But honestly. It's very, it's very trap of you. So, very, very. Dude. Well, I'm more of a V guy. You know what I mean? Like A's are yeah. good for like holidays and special occasions, but they're harder to get in. You know what I mean? V's are inviting. <laughs> you can get them anytime. So, you know. So, does, uh, does, uh, do people pronounce your name wrong? Like, do they butcher it? Oh, all the time, dude. What do they say? TV so, boo, usually. TV boo, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Usually, it's usually. I think, actually, I think I have a buddy that calls you that. Yeah. And I've never corrected him. Well, and I probably won't. Well, I'm going to kick his ass next time, okay? <laughs> I'm checking <laughs> yeah. around. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, honestly, it was a blessing in disguise. You search if you looked up DJ Taboo with an A, you still ain't gonna find him. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah there's no way. No way. But you search me with the V, I'm right there, dog. Hell yeah. Yeah, but going to what I just mentioned a second ago, man. Like, you know, you said your your, your schedule when you're throwing these festivals d depends around other festivals, or you yeah. know, if one festival wants to go to war with you, you can do it. What's that like working with, you know, these other people throwing these events and, you know, markets that are away from you, but do y'all have to communicate? Like, is there beef? Are everyone cool? Like, what's that like? I feel like there's politics within itself on that. Yeah, there's definitely politics. I wouldn't say there's a lot. There, Well, I wouldn't, we don't have any beef with, beef with anyone. 
I know for sure other festivals have beef with other festivals, mm. but you know, we're, we're really close with everyone that does festivals around. So like, for example, for cosmic, you know, I'll hit up uh, the guys up at infrasound and I'll hit up like reconnection and, you know, kind of the stuff that's sometimes around our area and sometimes like, you know, it, it's a similar genre, similar vibe. Uh, just make sure we're not like, cause you know, we don't want to be on the same weekend as much as they don't want to be on the same weekend as us. Yeah. It just, it just sucks. Like, and we've been on the same weekend as like backwoods actually twice. We were the same weekend as backwoods this year. Um, and that sucks. Like you just know that like, you know, take Kansas city, for example, it's kind of in between backwoods and cosmic, like you're going to lose people that decide to go to that, you know, or ours. Um, but we, yeah, we try to stay on top of that. We're, you know, all the people that own festivals know each other and everyone plays pretty fair, but yeah, but that's, that's really the reason. Like if I could pick the time, yeah. You know, I would pick the time when the weather's perfect, but like, you know, we can't go into September cause you got dance Restopia, lost lands, Wakan. Um, and I also got to be kind of cognizant of, I have three festivals to run at least a year. So like, I don't want to burn myself out, you know, jumping from one to the next. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot. These are a lot. Yeah, man. At what point do you start getting ready to start planning? Because that's three festivals. Like that's a lot of fucking work. I mean, even oh, we're planning. I was yeah. gonna say, even just throwing a a, a a van at a club, you know, in Iowa, is you know, is already a lot of planning. But like, yeah, like how long after a Cosmic Kingdom do, do you sit down and say, all right, start, let's start planning next year? Well, this one was weird because it was in August, and we're and we're going back to our normal time next year. Um, you heard it here first, actually on that um but yeah we're going back to our normal time so we kind of had to jump into it quicker so you know we started reaching out to some artists like some headliners we wanted to make sure would be available and so we're we're already starting on all of them like they're all in full force damn bro you didn't get much of a break on that huh i know dude usually that's why i love football season so much because usually it signals like i'm done you know like i can sit on my ass and just at least chill. Like, you know, I, there's always emails and shit to be done, but this year just has not felt like that. And plus I was traveling until the end of October and yeah, it was, it was a lot. What, what, what team, what, who are you a fan of dude? Watch football. Packers. Packers. Yeah. That's a fun team to be a fan of, man. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably, you know, my favorite quarterback, dude. If I'm being honest. Yeah. He's awesome. Watch. I love watching him. He's fucking awesome. You know, I'm obviously a Saints fan, but you yeah. know, it's we don't even know who our quarterback is at the moment, so we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, what happened? Like, Jameis, Jameis tore his ACL, and so we had Trevor Simeon. He won the game. He lost last game, but now it's like either him or Taysom Hill. We'll see how it goes. Man, it's it, that's tough coming off of Big Breeze. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. Let, when we when we lose Rogers, it's gonna be like, hey, what's, what's the point? I want I want y'all to lose Rogers. I want this to be the last season y'all have with him because we're gonna go get him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I mean that you guys could use him for sure. For sure. Did you watch? Not not to make this a whole football thing, but did you watch the Packers game with Jordan Love last? Yeah, time? dude. And I was hoping he was gonna be good because I wanted y'all to get rid of Rogers next year, man. Dude, we're gonna be paying Rogers big bucks. Oh, uh, dude, a he's lot. he's gonna write. He's gonna just. They're gonna hand him a fucking blank check. Dude, we yeah, they have to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a dumb pick. That was a dumb first round pick. Yeah, terrible. God, I, I don't know anybody who was like, "Yeah, that was a good idea." No, that was embarrassing shit. And it, poor Jordan Love, dude. Yeah, you know, I mean, dude, but it was such a bad game. And luckily, the Chiefs really aren't that hot this year. But yeah, 
Man, what sucks? What sucks is like if they would have just not picked him, he would be a starting quarterback somewhere right now. But yet he's gonna be behind Rogers forever until they trade. Right. Yeah, it's, it's so it sucks yeah, for him. But yeah, not to make this a football podcast, man. But I could talk <laughs> football all day. I'm a big fan, man. But anyway, yeah. um, dude, at what point do you know you're prepared to throw a festival? You know what I mean? You're throwing events, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna take over five one five. Like, what? When do you know that? Because that's it's a big jump. Yeah, and so people ask me all the time, like how to how to throw a festival, how to get started, and I have a lot of crazy conversations with people that like think they know what they're gonna do and just don't. Um, so I made the jump when I probably when I shouldn't have, but I think that's the only way to do it. Actually, you know, like we had so we bought the festival the last week of May, and the festival was April or excuse me, August second. So we had two months to plan a festival that we've never. And we've never done anything like this. Um, and so we just jumped into it. I remember the main stage had this big projection piece, but behind it was like these two tall stage risers and then two more stage risers on top of it. And the DJ stood on those. And it was the sketchiest thing ever. Like Proto Height played it. Uh, he was our headliner that year. And I wonder if he still remembers. It was like, I don't think it was like strapped down. Like it was wobble. It, it, that's the kind of shit that would drive me nuts now. Like yeah. I would never, you know? So I, I don't know if you've done enough shows and you've done some like large scale shows where you really have to put a lot of pieces together, maybe a two day event. Um, you're probably ready, but there's no handbook. There's no college course on throwing a festival. Like the only way to do it is with experience. And the interesting part is I went in, I've never, I've never been a stagehand. I've never done AR. I've never worked these little departments at festivals. You know, so I'm, I kind of had to become like a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I put the masters in place. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, people that do kind of have that experience and have worked in, you know, on the festival circuit at different events, there's people that just do that all year. They just go to festival to festival. They probably have a good idea of what it takes, but I think it takes a certain type of person. That's just after like meeting other people that do it. Um, you just got to be diligent and, you gotta be fucking insane. I think is the other part. Like, <laughs> you, I, I really think you do. Dude, I had Disco Donnie on the show. I think he literally said that exact thing. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, it's. I mean, there's nothing about it that makes sense. Like, it's it's so much fucking work. It's so much stress, and you can do all this work and stress about all this shit and lose a fucking ton of money. Like, wh- who would want to do that? You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in a pretty good spot with, with how I kind of worked. Like all my deals for all my festivals. Um, and I feel, you know, confident in them cause they have so much like, you know, long-term recognition, but, um, I, just like looking at it now, it's like, who the fuck, why would you ever, why would you want to do this? No, that, it's, it's good. that's, that's something I've always thought whenever I see some festivals, like how is this festival making money? You know what I mean? Like, you, I think people think that anyone that runs festivals or throws shows is like mega rich. Like it, holy shit, 3,000 people were at the show. And it's like, yeah, and they lost 20 grand still. Like, that's, it's, yeah, it's not, th- there are some that are cash cows. Like, I can't even imagine what EDC makes or Forest. like, but, you know, there's festivals that are run for three, four years and never make money. Hmm. It's wild. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I threw shows back in Mississippi for a couple of years back when I lived over there. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it took about two years until I started actually making money on it. Yeah, I, that's it's about how long it took me. I 
I lost on every show for probably about two years. Yeah. And when I made money, I made like 400 bucks and I was like, fuck yes, dude. Like this is working. I remember my first show where I made $300. I was fucking stoked about that, man. Yeah. It was kind of just like, don't mind the three grand I already lost. I made 400 bucks and yeah, it's, it's a tough game. Like you gotta, I don't know. Like, I I don't want to say this like in, in say I'm talking about myself, but you gotta have balls. Like you gotta have balls to like see it through. You know, and it's a roller coaster. Like, there's really high highs and really low lows. Yeah. Um, Are you? And they can come at you at any point. Yeah. No. So, are you losing on these on these festivals that you're throwing now? Like, you know, x amount of years in that you're in for both of them. Like, are they finally to a point to where you're doing okay on them? Well, I'll just put it this way: I would not do them this long if I was losing. Got you. Good. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to get into specifics of that stuff. But I'm just, you know, I like, I like, I like talking about, you know, the the craziness of it. But I also like talking about, like, hey, if you stick with that shit, you can actually make yeah. a career out of it. You know, right? And the problem that people find themselves in is they have like totally off base expectations. They'll throw the show, they'll lose way more than they thought, and they can't do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like. There, a festival model is not a one or two year thing. It's usually like a three or five, three to five year thing. Like if you're going to throw a big fest and dump money into it. Like most of these people know, like these big companies, like probably Forest, for example, in the beginning, they know you lose money the first couple of years. It's just how it works. Like you, you build your brand, you build your experience. Um, and yeah, I mean, if if you can't see it through for a couple more years, it's it's not worth it. It's yeah. not a like a one and done. Make a shitload of money and go home. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why you know these festivals just keep on and keep on growing. So you know, you're saying Cosmic's not going to be able to grow that much in that area. What about Five One Five? Are y'all able to like? Is that a festival that's continually continuously growing? So I don't want to say we like hit our peak, obviously, but like it it, it fluctuates between like. 9 and 11, 12 on a good year, 1,000 a day. Um, and it's it's kind of one of the things where, like, we could spend a shitload mo- more money on artists, but, like, is that going to really be worth it, you know? So I think festivals do find their sweet spot. You know, I think that we kind of found ours. So we could definitely scale it. But the other thing we got to be we gotta be real about is, like, like you said at the beginning, we are an idol. Like, yeah. You know, you can have the same lineup we have at 515 that does 10,000 people in Chicago and do 20, you know? And so that's that's just something we have to consider. I mean, granted, you know, some of the artists to play in Iowa might be half the price that they were charged in Chicago. So, like, it makes sense. But, yeah, you know, I don't think our goal with 515 is to, like, blow it up into, like, a 20, 30,000 person fest. Got you, yeah. I feel that, yeah. Once it gets too big, you run into some issues, man. I mean, we just saw that with Astro World. That shit was nuts, man. Dude, that was so crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, I, yeah, I don't even. I can't even imagine if that something like that happened at one of my fests. Like, I mean, I we I, I you know I'd like to believe we put stuff into place so it doesn't, but I yeah. mean, when you're dealing with fifty thousand people, that's a whole different ballgame. Right? Nah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. They all kind of like it where it's at. That's 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 neat, man. Uh, what? What um oh, man, I just had like the best question in my head too, man. Then it'll I started, come back. It will come back, dude. What's the hardest part of throwing uh these festivals? Would you say billing? Because oh, that was <laughs> no. where, dude. I'm so glad you just said that because that's where my fucking head was at. Like, are you involved with the talent buying? Is that all on you? Um, so I buy all of Cosmic. I bought the first year of Wakan. Um, 
and now I think Loper's doing it. I, I don't really know what's happening there. I, yeah, Loper is doing it, but um, I don't know if he'll want me to come help. And then for 515, we have a talent buyer, um, Zach. Um, and I, but I used to buy for it. It's just, you know, if I can, it, it's my, it's one of my favorite parts and one of my least favorite parts, just because it's like, it's truly like a puzzle, like with the run of show and the billing, like, you know, you got guys that won't play after a certain artist or, you know, guys that want a headline or, and then you get over to billing and, you know, you got guys that are like, I need to be, you know, management, management wants to be in the tier above. And I'm like, well, if I move you, then I have to move four other people and that's just not going to work. Dang. So yeah, I, I hate billing. I absolutely despise it. Oh man, that's cr- what's your what's your favorite part about it? Um, when it's over, I think. <laughs> no, I'm talking but, about but like, with the billing. With the billing. Oh, with the billing. Um, I don't know if there's anything that fun about billing. I mean, it's just like, it, it, like when, oh, my favorite part would be like when I'm throwing out something that I'm like, I don't know if this this act's gonna like this. I don't know if age, uh, management's gonna like it, and they come back like, cool. Like fuck. All right, sweet. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of just like a downside game. Like it's really just mostly shitty things that happen when dealing with the billing. I mean, I've I've delayed lineups for a month because I couldn't figure out the billing. Like, um, it's yeah, it's wild. That's it's, it's, it's some people probably don't think about ever. No, it's not something that I think about either. But I'm glad I have people on the team that do think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's oh, you know, yeah. from an artist. You're like, yeah, I, I don't give a shit, but I'm glad someone does. Right. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think anyone would understand that you will literally lose headliners because of billing. Like I've lost many headliners because of billing issues. And to, to some people that might seem so weird, but I also get it on the management side. Like you want, you want the right look, you know, you, you know, maybe you're so much bigger than someone else that you don't want to share a tier with them. And there's also like some sort of weird, like billing grudges, like who's bigger than who, but no, yeah, it's, a, it's a weird world. No, I totally, I get that, man. I've, I've had to, uh, you know, we've had to turn down offers and stuff because of billing and on shows yeah. that like, I was like wanting to do or is excited for, but the team's just like, Hey man, we gotta, we gotta think big picture here. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's from a strategic point that they like make these decisions. So I get it. It's just on the festival side. It's like, God damn it! Like, yeah. I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm losing someone over over where their names out on a flyer. It seems so trivial, but it you know, long term game. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Do you have anybody that like is just kind of like a uh, like a personal favor that you'd like to just throw in a lineup? Like maybe maybe they do or don't like are gonna kill it on the tickets, but you're just like, we gotta have this motherfucker here. Like, is it is there any of that in your head whenever you're picking billing, or you're just like, we need to get a lineup that is dope and that sales? So I think Cosmic is the one where I get to like book what I really like. Um, I the one one act that's been that's played two of the three Cosmics um is truth i love truth like that that style of dubstep is yeah deep. one of my favorites yeah the deep shit um so yeah I, I love booking and working with those guys i love working with yeti he's just one of the nicest dudes that exists i think um i agree i was i mean i love I, I didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead i'll, I'll save this i was just gonna say i love working with martin martin's a an absolute gem of a human <laughs> 
Yeah, I was uh, hanging with Yeti this past week, and we had a show together in Minneapolis. And uh, he was telling me he just moved out to Florida. And I'm like telling him these things he's going to try. I'm like, dude, you should go to a Bucks game. You should go do some fishing, like all these different things. And like he's telling me these things that he does. And like as he's telling me, I just realize he's such a unique and genuine kind soul. And then I stopped him. I'm like, hey, dude, you know all those things I suggested to you? Don't do any of them. Just keep doing exactly what you're doing. Don't change. You know, don't, you know, fuck, fuck sports. Fuck fish, dude. Go. Go, just just do. Yeah, keep just doing what you're Yeti. doing. Yeah, be yeah, yeah dude. Don't he's change. Good. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to. I, I think people like him are like super important in the scene. That are just like, he's basically nothing but positive, you know. And I think that, you know, they're they're actually most people in this scene are not dickheads to yeah. be honest. But he's just like so positive that it's it's refreshing. No, and it definitely is. It's it's surpri- It's not like surprising, but some of the stuff he says is like surprising. Like like whenever he, like I had him on, I did an interview with. It wasn't even a podcast. I was doing interviews, and I had him on an interview when I booked him in Mississippi. And I was like, uh, at the end of the interview, I'm like, do you have anything to say to the people? And he just like goes on this rant about how you should just breathe and how yeah. how beneficial that is. I was like, what the fuck. Like, yeah, dude. But he's right, you know. Like, yeah, it's like he's totally right. Super deep. Yeah, whenever, dude. whenever I was telling him he should go fishing, he was telling me why he couldn't fish or anything like that, or like something about an experience he had. And like, if there's an insect or a roach or even like a spider in his house, he can't even kill it. I'm like, yeah, don't don't go fishing, dude. You shouldn't. You should never yeah. do. It. Yeah, never. Yeah, that's that's not your yes. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, he's just a kind soul, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anyone else um, that I enjoy booking. Um, I love DMVU. Oh, dude, Matt's the man, dude. Yeah, I love booking Jansen. Oh, Jansen. Yeah. All those boys. You're literally just naming my friends, dude. Yeah, yeah, they're all great. Cool. I hope I'm in that list, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, either way. I feel like we've we've only interfaced a couple times, though, right? Once. Yeah, at Cosmic, right? Yeah, yeah, you were walking up stage and i was walking out and you were like yo dude i'm like what's up man and i was like you know it was cool it was cool hey i have a question for you are we recording still yeah when you're around me you're always being recorded perfect love that (laughs) um so i've always thought it was interesting because like you know djs every dj you know their other djs are the homie right like with these other guys, like I mentioned, all those dudes like Dirt Monkey and uh, DMV and Jansen, like, do you, are they are they truly your homies, or is it just like you know you see them all the time, and they're your buddies? Like, well, Matt DMVU is like my brother, right? Yeah, you guys two are together. Yeah, so, he's yeah. my brother. Jansen is like my older brother. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Dirt Monkey is probably like my cousin who I see, but like whenever we see each other, it's it's cool. You know what I mean? But like. You know, Jansen's always been that guy that I kind of look up to a little bit and kind of, uh, you know, yeah. idolize. And anything he says to me, I take it in. But, like, you know, I was texting that fool today. So it's just like, you know what I mean? I probably yeah. talk to Jansen the most out of all of them, if I'm being honest. But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's just other DJs are always the homie. And I'm always like, are you guys, like, really homies? Or is it just like you see each other at fast and say what's up or, you know? No, yeah, you were naming straight up my people you know what i mean like i have a lot of the i have those homie djs but you were straight up just naming my my, my crew boy right yeah i get it okay cool i yeah. figured I'd, I'd toss you a question you know yeah dude if i can you know toss away bro i ain't scared i ain't scared of nothing <laughs> dude, so let me ask you this man you said your favorite part of the festivals is when it's all done right 
Yeah. Is it fun while it's happening? Because like I, I remember like you know I've I've talked to other promoters and stuff on the show. It's like a lot of planning, but once doors open, it's pretty much runs itself. So shows, yes, shows like you know, I you know I've had shows where I've gotten just wrecked and just had a great time. Um, but with festivals, like there's a lot of shit that's always happening. So, um, but, but I don't know, like Wakan was weird. Wakan, we kind of opened doors and I remember Loper kept coming up to me. He's like, everything seems so chill. It feels like something bad's going to happen, you know? And that was just, this was like on the first day. And then it was like that every single day. Why would he say that? Well, cause it, cause it was so weird. I mean, it was a first year festival, but everything was like, it was just dialed in. It's cause like, they had you dog. They had you. No, we had a, we had a really good team. Like we hired like the best of the best. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. Cosmic's kind of like that. Now we've dialed that one in two where, um, the team's really good. The site's really easy to work with. Um, I spent a lot of cosmic just kind of walking around, kind of hanging out. But it's it's rare. Like that's that's a pretty rare thing. Um, yeah. So so that's why, like I say, it's like the best feeling when it's over. Because there's a lot of things that go through your mind the whole time. Like um, especially at, like Cosmic this year, where we lost power and shit like that. Like you're kind of a little more on edge about like what else could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was actually the first year we didn't get cancellation insurance too. So when that power went out, I was like, oh shit, this is it. This is what bankrupts me right here. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh yeah so like once once it's over it's like a, it literally i can like physically feel a weight off my shoulders yeah. you know so that's when i can kind of like you know kick back have take a shot and chill and that's when i get to start enjoying shit you know everyone else enjoys it the whole time but for me that's when i'll like you know the work's over kind of kick it with the team have a little team party and yeah, so that, that's why I like when it's over. Yeah, whenever I saw you, uh, Cosmic, it was like nighttime. I think it was like Yeti said, I think. But you seemed pretty lax and you were having a good time. Like, you know, you seemed yeah. like... Yeah, the, the last like three or four sets yeah. is always pretty dope. Yeah, because you're yeah. like, we did it. It's done. Yeah, yeah. like what else, what else could go wrong? Dude, know? what... All right, uh, so speaking of, speaking of that, dude, what's like the biggest like train wreck or situation that's happened at a show or festival that you're just like, Jesus Christ of this. Yeah, there's a few, uh, one year we had future at five one five and someone shit in his RV before they got there. Just laid a turd. And it was just right there. In the like toilet just in, in the in like just on the floor. No, in, in the toilet. Okay. But like, <laughs> that would be fucked. But he, uh, <laughs> he didn't want, he, he's, he was like threatening not to play. Like their team was like, we're not going to play. Like, it was, it was, the RV was like pretty far away from like the water source. And they're like, you guys need to hook this up to water and get this shit flushed out and taken care of and all that. Um, Cause really they're, you know, the RVs are just like green rooms. They're just like staging rooms. Yeah, yeah. And we had other bathrooms outside for them to use. Uh, and someone, it had to have been someone on our team shit in his fucking toilet. And yeah, that was a whole ordeal. Um, what was the exact question? Basically, like shitty what, things that have happened. Yeah, what's like what's like a big train wreck moment, or like just something that's like a fucking weird situation of a show where like you know just unfortunate things, not like unfortunate things, but just like you know a situation come up that you you gotta handle. Um, Diplo got really fucking pissed at me when someone lost his green Nike hoodie. That one I'll never forget. He was just like so upset about it. 
I took him back to the airport and after after he got his bags out of my car, he was like, Okay, seriously though, like where is that hoodie? And I was like, Bro, I have no idea where your fucking Nike hoodie is. Like, buy another one. You're worth like fifty million dollars. Yeah, like, where'd you put off. it, dog? Where'd you put yeah, it? Like, but uh, to be honest, like big, like crazy si- situations. I thought Max O'Cream died at one of my festivals. You know Max O'Cream, the hip hop artist. Uh uh-uh. uh He's he's like a you know mid tier hip hop artist, and this is probably one of the dumber things I've ever done a festival of mine. But I was on my ATV and Max O'Cream. I mean, he's like a hood motherfucker. You know, big dude like. He looks kind of scary. You don't want to fuck with this guy. And he came up to me. He's like, yo, let me ride your ATV. And I was like, that seems like a really bad idea. He's like, nah, man. He's like, I grew up riding these things. It's all good. And I went back and forth for like five minutes. Finally, I was like, fuck. All right, dude, you can ride it. I got off it. He gets on. I'm looking the opposite way for 10 seconds. I turn around. This dude is sideways. And the ATV is sideways in the fucking air. And he is falling, getting flown like 20 feet. And he, dude, it was so bad. And it was like a brand new ATV. And he gets up and, you know, like I said, he's like, he's a hard motherfucker. So he, I could tell he was super hurt, but he wasn't going to let anyone know that Uh, he was hurt. He's like, I'm good. And he's like kind of limping and shit. And I'm like, dude, like, okay, that was bad. It's like, you crying? No, man, I got dirt in my, I got dirt in my. Yeah, dude, yeah, like. (laughs) That, that was bad that was not good um but dude other than that like thankfully everything's been pretty pretty good i mean i'm trying to think I, yeah those are probably the like weirdest situations i've had yeah nothing else too crazy got you man well look dude what's what's something that i know i'm just like spitballing questions but there's not that yeah, many dude. times where i get to sit down with the owner of festivals you know what i mean it's you yeah, know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a cool situation what what's something that you wish you would have known um about throw-in shows and festivals, you know, 10 years ago, or, um, you know, something that you've learned along the way that may have, you know, it took you a while to learn this. Um, probably kind of what I said before that these things don't just make money. Like, um, and th- that's probably the biggest one. I mean, that's, I think that's a misconception anyone has. And even like probably promoters that like don't throw festivals, they probably still think these things just bank cash. Um, one one thing I wish I knew in the beginning was how important a team is. Like, um, and you know, we kind of came from like throwing these festivals. Like, me and my partner for Five One Five, like we did everything. I did vendors, I did artist relations, I production managed. Like, I I did everything for those festivals. I did setup, we did teardown, um, and yeah, we just didn't like understand like how important your team is. And I think. I, you know, I was learning that along the way, but at Wakan is when I realized, like, how serious that part is. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that's a festival in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there hour, hour and a half to the closest, like, real city, like, with the Walmart and, like, a Home Depot and shit. Fayetteville. So, like, <laughs> y- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, Litter, Little Rock is probably about the same distance. No, Little Rock probably about two and a half hours or something. My dad actually uh, moves out. Fort Smith? Uh, maybe my dad lives over there in Eureka Springs. He moved out there just to get away from everything. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. It is away from everything, dude. Like, so you got like, so we actually got the guys that used to do Wakarusa for our site team, mm. and thank God, like, um, so they they knew all that shit. They knew that site like the back of their hand, and um, so that's that's the biggest thing, in my opinion. Get good people and, and invest in them. 
that site is my favorite site on the planet, dude. Just because my first festival I ever went to was like camping festival was Wakarusa. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I've keep I, I'm in Arkansas multiple times a year, and in, in the Ozarks right by Mulberry because my dad lives over there. You know what I mean? Like right. I love fave. Like I love everything about Arkansas. Is literally my favorite state in this country, man. I've had more fun in the state of Arkansas than anywhere else. I love it there. Dude, it's actually a beautiful place. Like there's Super so beautiful. many waterfalls around that area, and I mean it's just like beautiful wooded like. You know, they call them mountains. I don't know if I'd necessarily call them mountains, but um, you better I guess put some, probably You aren't. better put some respect on the mountains, boy. Yeah, the, okay, the mountains. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's beautiful down there, dude. All the outlook spots and, like, it's it's fucking sweet. Yeah. I, I love that venue, too. And, yeah, I, it was my first venue or uh, first camping festival, too. So it was, like, it was a really crazy full circle, you know, going there as just a young look, mm-hmm. um, getting all fucked up. And, um and then going there to throw a festival, it was, it was wild. I certainly had like a moment there. I was like, damn, this is my life's actually pretty fucking crazy. Dude, that happened while I was on stage too. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah, my first camping festival, and I'm like doing stand up and pl- DJing. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you know what dude, I mean? It was awesome. It, it was one of those moments for me too, man. It's, which, which year did you go? I went 2014. Okay. Because I, I know like each year kind of has their own thing. Like t- 2011 when I went, did we lose your camera? No, yep, yep, we're good. Yeah. Um, in 2011, when I went, it was like 114 degrees every day. It was like record highs in Arkansas, which is like you don't want to be in Arkansas for record highs. Yeah. Um, and like 2013, I think, was the crazy storms. Swamparusa, like, yeah. Swamparusa, yeah. Was your year straight? Was everything good? No, dude. It fucking rained. It was muddy, but there weren't like tornadoes and shit. But like, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a muddy mess. And it was a struggle, but like you have to, once you accept the struggle, once you accept like, okay, it's muddy, it's raining and you just become one with it. It's easy. But if you're just sitting there trying to avoid it, you're going to have a horrible time. Dude. I, I remember that festival. And I remember I kept telling myself, cause I'd be, you'd be miserable during the day. Like it was terrible. And I kept telling myself, I'm not going to feel the same way I do now in two hours. Yep. And I kept having to like remind myself, like, cause it was, yeah, you basically, there you basically just when it was that hot you just wait for the night like you're living for the night um and yeah but but that place is crazy and that the the weather down there is wild like unpredictable it, yeah dude like everything was fine at wakan and then all of a sudden like we started having production calls like hey we got a crazy storm coming in and had to like make a plan and like how we were going to get martin on stage because you know we need to he needs to close out his own festival somehow and yeah that that, that venue's crazy yeah, I um I remember whenever I was at Waka, it was like it had been raining nonstop that weekend, and like I was like walking and trying not to like fall in the mud, and this guy just tats me, and he goes, "You know what, dude? Fuck it!" And then just he was just in nothing but like his swim trunks, and he just dove and just slid down the hill in the mud, and I joined him. I was like, "You know what? Yeah, fuck dude. it!" I literally just you joined him. I was like, and you I just, just embrace it. Yeah, I did. I straight. I was already just in my swim trunks and nothing else, but I was just like, "Fuck it! I'm gonna be muddy. I don't give a shit." Yeah, dude. But hell yeah. yeah. You, you got you to gotta embrace the Wook life at festivals. That's kind of the only time I would consider myself a Wook is when I am at the festivals, which I don't. I can't remember the last time I went to a festival just to enjoy it and not work, whether it's run it or do my my backpacks. I've been thinking about that lately too, man, and I want to go do it. You know, I feel like some of my favorite yeah. memories were going to festivals with my friends and we're not working. I'm not worried about, you know, not saying anything dumb on the mic or, you know, behaving in front of this promoter or meeting these other DJs or I, I'm not worried about any of that shit. I just was in the crowd worrying about having a good time. Right, dude. I, I was so close uh, to doing that this year at Infrasound. I w- had the whole weekend free 
and was ready to go. And then Elevated Life, my hydration pack company, got into Spring Awakening on Monday before the event. I don't even know how that happens, but so I was like, shit, I guess I'm going to Chicago. Yeah, I feel that, man. Well, you should, you should, you should set some time aside and go do it, man. It seems like a good time. Yeah, dude, I, I should for sure. It's just, it sucks because like my, my life is so busy during festival season, but not on the opposite side. Mm. Like my, my November through March is like a lot of email work, but like, I'm not really traveling or doing much, but come festival season, it's pure madness. I like don't get summers really. Mm. Damn. Which kind of sucks. Hey, so this hydration pack thing, man, this sounds like a, you know, a fucking grind. Like, it's just, that's like a whole nother thing, but like, it can also tie into what you're doing as well. Like, what what got you into that? Dude, so um, the first festival I went to, not came festival, was North Coast in 2010. And I remember sitting there just thinking, like, everyone had these hydration packs. And I was like, why? Like, they had these hydration packs on their back they were just so plain in these like wild shirts, you know, like these all over print shirts or tie dye or whatever. And I was just like, it's weird to me that like someone hasn't made this. And so I, I always had that idea. Actually the second photo saved in my phone, um, you know, cause your, my iPhone backs all this shit up from 2010 is a picture of a hydration pack that someone made, like put L wire on it. So like it lights up and shit. So like, this was a old thought I had in, in 2017, I just started like working on it. I was like, fuck, I should just do this. Um, fucking kid. How long you been? You said 2017 you started it? Yeah, I started in 2017, like January and launched it in August. So like just over four years now. Well, fucking hey, man. Yeah, it seems like a cool idea. Like, yeah, that is a great idea. You see that? Be like, hey, let's, let's, let's walk these camelbacks out a little bit more. You yeah, know what I mean, it, it's, it's been great. I mean, um, I have a really good partner for that, thankfully. I don't know if you know. Chris Otter from uh, Kansas City he does a lot of the uh, shows down there with High Tech Productions. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You'd recognize him if you did. He's like six foot six and has dreads down to his ass. Hell uh, yeah, that's cool. He's the true king of the wooks, actually. That's what's Truly. up. And he's a yeah. businessman. I love it. I love seeing these yeah, businessmen wooks. You know what I mean? That dude works. He so he also uh, runs. He, he's our stage manager at Cosmic. I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't see him. Oh, uh, I think he was the guy who actually now now I was saying that Cosmic, yeah, he was the guy who was like, "Hey man, uh, would it be cool if like you know the Knights came up?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh yeah, that was him. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, that's my so that's my partner for uh, Elevated Life, and he he like he's not as busy as I am during the summer. He does a lot of stage management work, but so he goes and runs shop at these festivals. He's down at EDC Orlando right now. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm lucky to have a dude like him because he, he you know he loves going to festivals and. All his homies are there, and yeah, and he works his ass off. Somebody so on the ground, yeah, someone on the ground, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's a trooper, man, he, yeah. So it's it's been great, like it's it's been fun. We did it, you know, we did uh, Wakan bag, we did a uh, we did a boogie tea bag mm. a while ago. Maybe we need to do a taboo bag, dude. For sure, dude. One hundred percent, got to do a taboo bag and just have beer in it. Yeah, dude. Maybe we just do like a, a Paps, like a Paps uh, spinoff. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Or no, we can actually do the official one here shortly. Uh, but that's another that's another story. But Ooh. uh, it's another story, dude. I wanted to ask you. All right, and I appreciate you hanging out with me today, dude. This has been fantastic. It's been nice Absolutely. getting to know you. You know what I mean? It's you know I appreciate you being so open about everything and just really getting into it. And uh, I know you're a busy guy, so I really do appreciate it. But For uh, sure. you know, did I say you big on the on the crypts, huh? Not like the crits, but oh, like the cryptos, dude. man, huh? Oh yeah, dude. Dude, big what? In- 
what do I I'm get in on? on? What do I get in on, dude? Because I saw the Shiba coin was going hard for a second, right? So I put $100 in, and then like within two hours, it was like at $300. I was like, oh, shit. So then I put $500 in, and I fucking have lost so much of that. Yeah, dude. So I... um. So I've been into it since like 2017, that bull, that the last big bull run where I got in super fucking late, which is what most people are doing right now. So like, you got to be careful. And I watched everything go up like four X or more. And I was like, fuck, you know, I just turned two grand into eight grand. And then it all came down. It was worth like 600 bucks really quick. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm not, certainly not giving financial advice, but uh, the advice I would give if you're getting in now is have a plan to get out pretty quick um, because this shit is not going to last forever. But I'm really into like shit coins. Like, like the Shiba like, and Doge. Like Shiba, yeah. So Shiba, they kind of transfer into the world of like real coins eventually. Like Shiba's now in real exchanges. I bought Shiba back in March when it was only on Uniswap. So you had to like just swap it on a decentralized exchange. Oh, and you and fucking I held crushed. It. You probably crushed on that. Yeah, ex- I did, except I sold half of it on a pump in maybe like June. Um, but I still have some, and yeah, it, it's it's a nice bag. But yeah, I I I have my bag of like real crypto, and then I when I have the time, I actually sit around and just sit on Telegram all fucking day and buy like literal dog shit. Like I got into one the other day called Office Inu, and it was like. A, you know a spoof of the office with dogs and it was just terrible and it worked out fucking great for me <laughs> jesus christ yeah no i have a old roommate he literally has like eight computer screens he just does yeah, the dude. day trading like like a motherfucker and i can yeah. I, I don't do it like that i try to just so you're saying like long term it probably ain't a good idea huh no 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 let me let me rephrase that long term it definitely is a good idea but like if you're buying like bitcoin or ethereum right now it's inevitable that it's going to be lower probably within the next year. Yeah. So like you got to have a strategy. You got to have a strategy to get out um, because the pumps are quick, but the drops are even faster. I mean, like altcoins and shit might go up, you know, 10,000% and they're when the bear market comes, they drop like 98%. Hmm. So that's the problem is people hold on. Like that's when you should be buying. Once it's the bear market and everything's down like crazy, that's when you buy and hold eternity yeah dude i wish i would have bought fucking like four thousand dollars with a fucking or however many of bitcoin literally two months ago and it would dude, have been great yeah. Do you see that guy that bought I, they don't know if it's a guy or like a burn wallet or something that bought eight thousand dollars worth of shiba in august 2020 it's now worth four billion dollars How? I couldn't tell if you were frozen there. Or no, if you were just... I'm, I'm, fr- I'm fucking froze, dude. That's yeah, nuts. Dude. What do you, how do you even pull that out of the internet? I, I don't know. Like, I don't, they were kind of talking about that too. It's like, can he even cash out? Which he could, but dude, like, I, I don't know. The wallet hadn't been touched in like 200 days. So people didn't know if it was like an active wallet. The dude had died and lost his key, like private keys or something. But Oh my God. Yeah. How could dude. you even pull that out of Coinbase or like whatever you're using? How did you even pull that out? You'd have to sell it probably over the counter. You'd probably have to like talk to an exchange and like they'll buy it back from you like at market price, but it, so it doesn't destroy the chart. Oh, wow. That, yeah. Something has to be weird with that because the whole market cap's only like 
thirty billion. So yeah, I would I, just I, take out like a bill and then put the other bill. I don't. I actually don't know what I would do. I'd probably trade a lot of it and just get back into Bitcoin because that's. I don't think those are going anywhere. Well, dude, most people. That's the weird thing. Most people would have cashed out way before then, right? You see your eight eight thousand turn into a million. I'm out. out. I'm out. You're fucking out, dude. Like you're you're in Puerto Rico. You know, like that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you can watch it go to eight billion. But dude. Some people truly have like balls of steel, like that whole GameStop thing. That one dude that started it all, that his shit got to like fifty-four million. It's crazy, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm as smart as any of those people. But it, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I like I like doing it. That's my less my hope with the Bitcoin stuff or like the cryptos is that I just get really lucky on a coin and then it blows up and I'm able to make like a hundred grand and then just dude, it happens. I had that happen to me actually. But I didn't cash out because I was Damn. a fucking idiot. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I Damn. put 1200 into a coin. It was worth 108 after three days. And I was like, oh. What you said? Like you said say it again? Say it again? I put 1200 into a coin called Mini Doge. I got in their pre-sale. Yeah. And after three days, it was worth 108K. And I didn't cash out because I was like, if this is only three days in, you know, what's going to happen? In a week. Know, yeah, you know, and in a week is about when I cashed out, and it was worth a fraction of that. But. Oh my god, dude! It's a crazy fucking world. All right, what coin should I? What coin should I go put some money in right after this, dude? God. So this is where where financial advice comes in. Probably vet, honestly. Vet. VT, it's not. I just have Coinbase. It's not gonna be on there, huh? I can't remember if coin or if that's on uh, Coinbase. I don't really. I don't really do much with Coinbase. Um, maybe ADA. ADA, ADA and vet. Yeah, Cardano. Because they're the only ones that are like, a lot of this shit's at like it's all-time high already or, or close to it. They they probably still got like, I know vet has fucking at least another 100% to get to the all-time high. And ADA probably has at least 75. Um, what do you mean 75 and 100? What do you mean by that? 100%. So like, it, I think I think VeChain's vet is at like maybe 16 cents. It's all-time high was like 28 cents or something like that. Got you. So it still can double, can still do another hundred percent before it gets there. Okay. So yeah. vet and ADA. All right, dude, I appreciate it. I'm trying to get lucky. Okay. But hey, if it comes back and bites you in the ass, I'm gonna kick your ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful with that financial advice. I know, dude. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm the worst. But I'm like, I'm. I'm saving, but like, I'm not investing. So I'm like, all right, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, dude, you know what I did that I actually liked. Um, I have a financial advisor too. I need to get one. I need to get one for sure. Yes. Get one of those for sure. But there's a dope app. Uh, this is going to sound like I'm like paid by them, but there's a dope app called Acorns um, that you can invest weekly and it also rounds up everything on your debit card. So if you buy something that's $14.01, it'll round it up and put 99 cents. It'll round up to 15, put 99 cents in investment. And that little motherfucker just with automatic investments has got me like 22% in the last year, which is great. And this is it's a stocks. Yeah. I'm gonna, but it's just like, it's automated. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go do that as soon as I get off the call. Yeah. Just put like 50 bucks in a week or, you know, 50, 50 bucks in a month or whatever. And I mean, so I, I actually have a finance degree. That's, that's my background. Um, which is funny because I don't do like any of my books for any of my businesses or anything. And when I like even try to comprehend it anymore, it's like, what the fuck? But Damn, I, I didn't, I didn't really go to college to like retain information. I don't think, I don't know. You want, just, 
You went just to crush puss. No, I'm joking. That was drunk, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sick, man. I'm going to go get that app after this, man. I appreciate appreciate that little bit of advice, dude, because I've just been wondering what the hell should I try to do. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the smartest bet. Cool, yeah, for sure. Well, Dan, dude, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Like, I can't can't thank you enough, dude. This has been great. This has been a fucking awesome episode. Really uh, learned a lot. It's been great getting to know you as well, dude. So I really appreciate you, man. Dude, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. What's uh, what's next for you, man? What you got planned up for the year? Doing this uh, New Year's event in Vegas. Uh, um, it's like a Burning Man experience thing at Area 15. Doing an NFT thing in Vegas in March at Area 15. And then Cosmic uh, 515 Wakan, And I actually also work on uh, Knotfest. Nice. Sounds like you're yeah. going to be busy, man. So you be good out there. Be safe, man. I can't wait to see you out in uh, the real world. And uh, whenever we do, let's let's hang out for a second, man. I know you're a busy guy, but let's holler at each other. I'm going to send uh, your agents an offer for Des Moines here soon. Rock and roll, man. Well, let's do it. I appreciate that, man. Well, you have yourself a, uh, a good week, man, and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, brother. All right, peace. peace. And that was Dan Green, dude. What a fucking awesome guy. I loved that conversation. Dude was so open about talking about everything. I love him. So I appreciate uh, him coming on the show, and I appreciate y'all listening this week. And I will see y'all. I won't see y'all next week, actually. We're not doing an episode next week. Next week is Thanksgiving, and I'm not putting an episode out, but Stuff Me Volume 3 drops next week. So go listen to that, and I'll see y'all after Thanksgiving. Hope y'all have a Great Thanksgiving with your family, man. And I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Be safe. Peace.